Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Eric Smith. Oh, I'm back. Oh, shit. How's it going? Not bad. Yeah? Not bad? Yeah? I, I saw something really funny just now. Okay. Um... So you mentioned that you're moving. I am. Um, you've got boxes all over the place. Everywhere. They're all like, <laughs> they're all, they're all like professional. Like they're like the bankers boxes. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, like the, 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 you know, you can get just a bunch of them for mm-hmm. pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the two not bankers boxes you have are two beer boxes. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Those are the only two not, here's <laughs> what not generic boxes Here's you what have. happened, and I get to shout out Mr. Charles Rockhill. Uh, Stonewall has a bunch of boxes that they oh, don't okay. use. I did not have a case, a 24 case of Corona. Eric, it's not my box, my empty box of beer that I also kept where I'm like, oh, so pretty, such a pretty box. That's what I assumed happened. I assumed you got real depressed, (laughs) drank a whole case, and then just were like staring at it. You're my friend. Uh, No, Charles was very generous. Actually, when I moved here, he was like, come to Stonewall and get a bunch of boxes. And actually, your sweet angel baby girlfriend, Faith, Mm -hmm. helped me. She brought a bunch of boxes. So that's... But I kept two of them (laughs) because I think I was like, I'll need a box someday. Yeah. So those are... This is now the second move I'm using with these boxes. Getting all the value out of them. Being environmental and shit. Mm -hmm. So on yesterday's episode, you got to give a couple recommendations. Do you have any more you'd like to offer? Ooh, I... I think I do. Can I can I pitch a new segment live? Oh can I pitch my a new god! Segment the live arrogance, right now? but yes. Okay, in my bag right now. Okay. I have books that I picked up from Stoops today. Gross. Okay. Can we go through Eric's Stoop books? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we absolutely <laughs> okay. can. One Horrifying. Second. Uh, I'm not pausing, so I'm just gonna keep talking. Uh, it's Eric's Stoop books. Where'd he get them from? The Stoop. Are they infested with lice? We'll find out. Gross. Eric's do books. They're not infested with lice. <laughs> they might be. You don't know. You can't see lice, Eric. I mean, I guess you can, but then it's too late. Okay. What did I get on the stoop today? I got a biography of Muhammad Ali called King of the World. Nice. I have a question. Yeah. About when you're like being gross and rifling through people's stoop books. Sure. What is your like process in determining what books you pick? Is it like just, oh, that sounds kind of interesting or, oh, I've been thinking about this and this sort of like suits my current interests? Great question. I actually was thinking about that today Mm -hmm. because I was going through a big box of books Mm -hmm. and I was like, why am I not just taking all of these? Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what I look for. I like... um, I don't pick up a lot of fiction because I'm usually pretty picky about fiction that I read. So I okay. usually I'm only reading stuff that's like been recommended to me. I very rarely will pick a random fiction book. And I'm just the same read it. way. I literally just comb through like New York Magazine's best 50 fiction books of the past decade. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing worse. And I think my type A people will know what I'm talking about when I say this. If I start a book, I'm finishing you gotta that finish book. It, yeah. And if it's bad fiction, it's oh. fucking painful. Yeah. At least with like nonfiction, you could potentially learn something. See, that's that's kind of my thing. Is like with nonfiction, even if it's like not that well written, it's like you have the like back knowledge of like ostensibly the things in this book are true. So at the very least, like 
there's going to be a little bit of an interesting story in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you, you'll find out some tidbits you may have not known. So usually only pick up nonfiction or if there's like a book that I have wanted to always read but never got around to it or don't own a copy, I'll pick it up. Like mm-hmm. if I saw like some Philip K. Dick, I'd probably pick up Philip K. Dick Oh, books. sure, sure. Yeah, you there's know? like like Vonnegut. There's certain safe ones where yeah. you're like, this is going to be good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I usually, I look a lot, I look for uh, just stuff that seems like very weird and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff, you know, like stuff I wouldn't probably have bought in a store, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, uh, could be very interesting. Like I said, with nonfiction, it's usually easier to figure out what's going to be interesting because they like, you can just tell from the subject matter, like, oh, this should be fun. Right. You know? Um, so I also got, um, I got three. I got uh, a, a book called Havana Nocturne, How the Mob owed, Owned Cuba and Then Lost It to the Revolution. Ooh. See? That sounds interesting, That right? does sound interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, it has it has lots of things. I, I, I enjoy mob stuff. I bet the lice inside are like stupid learned. Yeah, I bet super they're learned. That's what I meant to say. Super learned. Super learned. <laughs> yeah, I bet they're very, very. They're like uh, smart lice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I got was um, uh, Bonsai Babe Ruth. Ooh. Um, Is this all from the same home? N- no, these were three different stoops. <laughs> you were just three terrorizing stoops. the neighborhood. Well, I was like walking <laughs> dogs, and I walk dogs <laughs> in like a wealthy neighborhood, and they just like Ooh, leave, yeah, yeah, they just leave the good stuff. They out. throw away shit that's like still good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Um. So, Bonsai Babe Ruth is about uh, in 1934, as tensions between uh, United States and Japan were rising, leading up to World War II. Um, uh, a bunch of American baseball players uh went and did like a tour in japan um and it was uh it was not great (laughs) uh uh, it seems like there was like a a lot of the the, basically the the japanese were not super happy about it yeah um like the hardcore like japanese nationalists were like not stoked on these americans like being in the country so why <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um so that's the kind of stuff i like to read just like interesting stories those that do I, sound like, really interesting like, yeah. little interesting parts of history that i didn't know about like you know that sounds fun um i pulled an eric recently where i found that one of my neighbors had left like, I'm glad we're getting the sounds of the books yeah. going mm-hmm. back into the bag. Eric was, like, holding his microphone by the bag. Yeah. Um, it's a great bag. My trash room. We have a trash room. No big mm-hmm. deal, guys. Someone had left, like, a full set of plates. What? Like, ten plates. Ten smaller plates. What? Five bowls. And it was a fine set. And I was, what? like, looking at them. And I was, like, what is wrong with this set? And all I could think of was that someone just has a lot of money and they were like, I'm going to upgrade. So I took that shit. Hell yeah. And I, of Hell course, yeah, you did. washed it, guys. Of course I washed it. But I was like, there's nothing wrong with these. Why are you throwing them out? Hell yeah. Yeah. Can I give you guys a tip? Yes. Listeners of, of Light Shoes and Pod. If you're interested in, um, you know, some people call it dumpster diving. I think that's appropriate, but like it has a negative connotation. You to don't it. have to technically get inside a dumpster. You don't have to. Yeah. But like, here's the hot tip for you guys. If you're interested in like finding some sweet free shit 
Okay. College move out day. Oh, yeah. Guys. That's actually a... Fucking, NYU. Fucking rich kids just throw their shit away at the end of the year. Yeah, they Instead do. of trying to take it back to their home. Mm-hmm. Computers, TVs. Yep. Game systems. All out. Furniture, desk, nice office chairs. They just throw it all away. Yeah. They just throw it all away. Yeah. Guys. Fucking punks. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Eric and I will be there with gigantic garbage bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, don't do what Eric does. Uh, if you see a hat on a stoop, don't put it on your fucking head. Don't do that. Mm-mm. It's, it's a fine hat. Yeah, but Eric, you don't know like what's in it. Okay. I support everything else you get <laughs> off a stoop, okay? Stop picking up random hats and putting them on your head. Mm-hmm. Eric's like, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, Okay, good reading, Rex. Good debut of Eric's stoop books. Yeah, I I feel pretty solid about these books that they'll turn out to be good books. Because, again, with nonfiction, it's hard to be bad. It's hard to be bad unless it it turns out to not be true. Right. That's the (laughs) thing. That'd be a real kick in the teeth. You read the whole book and you're like, and he was a liar. Yeah. Uh, Because even if it's, like, poorly written, it's like, those are interesting moments in history that are fun to read about. Sure. Also, I feel like if a publisher published it, it has to have some kind of interest. You think so, right? Or, yeah, you have to get like through three pitch meetings with people who are like, oh, this is a good idea. So hopefully they've... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the screening process, yeah. Also, I think that last book about Babe Ruth made me... Because it was, you know, leading up to World War II made me think about... Uh, I feel like I've talked this on the show before, but if you haven't, guys... You should play the board game Twilight Struggle. <laughs> uh, what is that? It's a World War II board game. Oh, my God. It's the best. Uh, uh, I've played it. I think I have talked about it on the show before because I vividly remember talking shit to Jaime okay. about it. Because uh, we've played twice, and I beat him both times. <laughs> uh, you can play either as the communists or the Americans. Obviously, uh, you played as the communists. I did the first time. Okay. Oh, no, no. I did the first time I played as the Americans because it's the easier one. Oh, of course. And I had never played before, and I won anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second time, I was like, no, I'm going to play as a communist because uh, I get it now. And then I still beat him. Nice. Uh, and it's uh, Also, I love the idea of you and Jaime having a game board night. Board game night. That's what I meant. A game, a game, game board, board night. night. Uh, we do. We're probably going to have more in the future because hopefully my schedule is going to lighten up a little bit. Adorable. So. I love It's great. Um uh but yeah uh it's great and it's like it came out like a while ago and it's like consistently ranked in like the top 10 board games because it's just like the gameplay on it's perfect it's very flavorful it's very like it everything is great i gotta have jaime on the show i like i just don't know when he would have time he actually might have time now because okay. he's, he's got like a new like gig. Like he's got like a new job that's like yeah. gives him more more freedom. He and Kevin, it's like I've known them forever, and it took me that long to get Kevin on the show. I mean, he's literally the best person I know. Oh, he's it's, so it's ridiculous. the first time I met Jaime. He was a fan of the show, and I ran into him, and he was collecting signatures for the ACLU. <laughs> that's how I met Jaime. <laughs> But that's also perfectly illustrative of who Jaime is. He's just so <laughs> wholesome and nice and like yeah. it's honestly upsetting at times. <laughs> He's so sweet. Um but guys, instead of us talking about someone you don't know, although I feel bad for you that you don't know Jaime. Um, do you have any viewing or any other listening recommendations? Um let's see. I'm trying to think if I 
don't feel it's also like okay if you don't because i have some pop culture articles uh, uh yeah let's just go to that okay so guys the first thing i wanted to talk about is roseanne's getting a spinoff <laughs> which i'm like why why can't we just like not have this at all? I, if I can I if I was a TV writer in Hollywood, I would be so upset. <laughs> it's like I have I have scripts an original idea. <laughs> I have ideas with new characters <laughs> that I like thought about for years. So I guess the new title is tentatively The Connors. Okay, first off, <sighs> It cannot be called the Connors. It's obviously well, got to be shit. called. It's obviously supposed to be called Roseanne without Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so the show will feature the other lead cast members who are not Roseanne, namely John Goodman, Laurie Metca- Metcalf, and Sarah Gilbert. Wait, wait! I changed my mind. That's what it should be called. It should be called not Roseanne. Not Roseanne. <laughs> I would support that. <laughs> Um, now Gilbert's character Darlene will serve as the centerpiece of the show. Um, Why? <laughs> I don't get it. Buzzfeed is speculating that they'll write off Roseanne by making her die of knee surgery. <laughs> 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 That's such a specific bet. <laughs> I just like. Did it really make that much money that these producers are like, we have to keep well, it going? I mean, the thing is that they did get huge ratings for it. Like, a bu- I think a lot of people were watching because they were like, I got to see this fucking yeah. thing. Because <laughs> people, I mean, Roseanne had famously like derailed by then. So I think there was a lot of just like rubbernecking going on. And then I think there probably were a lot of legitimate fans who liked Roseanne. Yeah, I mean, I, the original series, like, you know, I... I I loved it's the a good show, yeah. series. Yeah. Um, but like, and I like the thing, my first, <laughs> my first like thought when I saw this was like, I love Darlene, but like, I don't want to watch a show about Darlene. Like, no, no. I, uh, I don't know. I first just, of all, I feel like Darlene is like discount Daria. A little bit. Yeah, uh, so I'd rather sure. watch like sure. Daria's coming back. Mm-hmm. That That's like one of the only reboots where I'm like, nice. <laughs> Daria's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather watch Daria, but, I'm just like, ABC, I'm just like, what's going on in those meetings <laughs> where they're like, all right, for the pendulum to swing that much, they just have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah. They're like, all right, we got to make a show that's going to come, that's going to appeal to hardcore conservative voters. Oh, everybody's mad. Okay, let's do the opposite. Like, there's I mean, no yeah. consistent <laughs> philosophy going on. They're just like, everybody's mad at us. Yeah. How do we make money? I mean, honestly, it feels a little just like. I, it feels like a decision that's based on like sunk cost. Yeah. Where they're like, well, we spent all this money rebooting it, so we got to do it going. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they've like, I'm sure all of these actors are under contract, yeah. and yeah, they got to do something. Have you ever seen? Uh, have you ever read uh, Garfield minus Garfield? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Somebody was like, instead of Roseanne without Roseanne, they should just make Garfield without Garfield the show. And I was like, I would watch only that i think that's all i would watch somebody else also compared this to remember the simpsons poochie yeah. <laughs> it's like i have yeah. to go back to my planet now and they like clearly didn't write an ending and it's just like an animator like lifting the image of poochie <laughs> into the air um i would love funny. it if they started the show and just never talked about roseanne <laughs> never again <laughs> they never yeah. wrote her off they never killed her just or anything it's just a new show <laughs> that would also like be that weird, very funny did you, did you watch like the original like the whole original series of roseanne 
They did something weird with John Goodman, right? Yeah, the last series is like, <laughs> like, it's like this weird dream, and he dies. And they're like, rich, right? Like she wins the lottery. He well, yeah. It's they have this weird, like, crazy season where they like win the lottery and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and then you turn it turns out to all be a fucking dream, and like he's dead, and like, <laughs> <laughs> or she. So it's just so bizarre. It's like. You get one, okay? And Newhart did it. And that was it. You get one of oh, the... Oh, like was a whole the first to do it. And yeah. everyone was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was the most amazing thing that ever happened yeah. on television. Yeah, that's all. You're only it allowed to It was also great because they did that in front of a live studio audience. And the live studio audience lost its fucking mind <laughs> when they realized what's happening. Yeah. They were like, whoa! <laughs> I highly recommend watching that. Yeah. Just oh, the man, last, so like, g- minute of that episode. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. Um... Yeah. Uh, uh, when they recorded shit in front of a live studio audience back oh. in the day, back in the day, when they did it for real, like I Love Lucy. Oh yeah. Oh man, the I Love Lucy episode. I mean, the classic one that everybody knows, the conveyor belt. Yeah. When they're shoving, like those old episodes. I've never heard a studio audience like lose their minds oh, like that because yeah. it was also like the first time they saw comedy. Right. And, like <laughs> right, really right, good yeah. physical comedy. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's great because like the old, it's like. Yeah, there weren't laugh tracks and stuff, so it's just like you're just like hearing people watch the thing like you watch it. But so it's like, like very real. Scream because yeah. they're also not fucking jaded hipsters. Right, so they're right, just right. like unbridled joy. Like hearing people laugh that hard what is a, amazing. I love Lucy is like I I hate to say underrated because I feel like that's not She's the like right word. One of the greatest living or uh not living. Uh she, at the time greatest. Lucy living is comedians. one of the greatest community actors of all time that show is really good oh it's awesome it's still really funny people don't it was talk also about so it. fucking far ahead of their time yeah like you had an interracial couple in the same bed yeah which was like what is yeah, happening yeah uh yeah she was so far ahead of her time yeah the, that whole that whole show is just i used to watch it so much i uh, it was the old nick at night Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah like, that and Dick Van Dyke yeah. and Mary Tyler Moore oh, all my jams oh, get so smart much. come on yes. alright we could talk about that forever <laughs> I also wanted to talk about this profile of Johnny Depp oh. which is just insane uh, it's as pathetic and like sad I don't mean in like a pitying way because it's also like he's a piece of shit that was my only concern with the article and maybe oh no they sidestepped that real hard because he also did you read it i started reading it and i got most of the way through it but i didn't finish it um i think he tries to present himself as like people took advantage of me um i mean long story short he um has lost like almost all of his money which is I mean, just bananas to think about because he yeah. was He's worth like, like one of the most famous actors of all time. He was worth like $615 million. Yeah. Um, and I think the point they were trying to make in the article was the films that he starred in grossed $3 billion. So yeah. he had made $615 million. So I think people were like, Maybe he was taking advantage of it, but still, like six hundred fifteen million dollars, and he's lost almost all of it. Yeah. And then they also go into like why that happened. Like he bought Kim Kardashian's used furniture for seven thousand dollars because his daughter likes Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like what? Shit like that. Um. But Let's also, think- in the article, um, he's just like this pathetic dude. Where like he's surrounded himself with yes men for so long yeah. that like he thinks he's funny. 
Oh yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. funny. Right. Uh, but like the people around him are like, "Oh, you're so funny." But like the guy or the author of the article clearly is like not into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and you'll be shocked to hear this, defends Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Where he's literally like, I saw him talk to his daughter, and he doesn't hate his daughter. So, what checkmate? Um, and then yeah, he's just like this pathetic, like shuffling around his mansion, his empty mansion, and then obviously like with the stuff with, um, you know, the fact that he's a domestic abuser. Right. Um, he he just paints himself as the victim and the divorce as him yeah. being the victim. All of that. Everything that you would expect to happen to happens in the article, but somehow even more pathetic. I always wondered if maybe Johnny Depp is just like sad that he wasn't Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, that's in the article too. That like he, uh, I mean, he clearly thinks he's Hunter S. Thompson. Well, that's what I mean. It's like he latched onto him so hard and it's like he, that's a lot of the stuff like that he says or does it's like he wants to be that but he's not yeah you know what i mean like also this the i remember i vividly remember this part of the article because it was the saddest thing i've ever heard they were like they just describing like um he was like watching something on tv or having a Mm -hmm. drink or something and he was like he was with his lawyer his housekeeper two there's like three or four people with him like hanging out yeah uh and they were like nobody around him isn't being paid by him yeah (laughs) yeah i mean god but what i like about it is i didn't feel sorry for him i guess it's one of those things where depending on how you feel about him it probably like yeah influences if you're a fan of johnny depp and you read it you're probably like oh this poor man he's been taken advantage of i read it and i was just like dude this guy's pathetic I'm, yeah, he's super pathetic. Yeah, super pathetic. I'm like, yeah. I when I say sad, I don't mean like I feel sad for him. No, it's no, just no, like no. it's sad and pathetic and like. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a he's a he beat his girlfriend. Like, so who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh like, man. Um, and also just like, I'm always weary of like when celebrities are like, oh, I lost all my money. I don't know what happened, or I've been taken advantage of. It's like, well how many people do you have on your like you're a person that has a staff yeah like well, a also company. i like, think it's pretty clear in this article like he's very bad with money yeah. like he was just spending huge amounts of money on fucking stupid things yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. had surrounded himself with so many yes men no one like felt safe to be like hey johnny don't buy that that's stupid yeah yeah just like oh great job boss great great business decision <laughs> yeah please keep paying me yeah yeah uh, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Mm. We'll get through it together. Here's your bad news. My first bad news item has to do with, once again, uh, the uh, detaining of immigrants. Oh, great. Um, This is a horrifying update. A thousand detainees uh, just got sent to a prison where staffers consider uh, this prison to be unsafe. Oh, Jesus. 
So former and current employees at a federal prison in California that began receiving a group of 1,000 immigration detainees on June 8th are warning that poor medical conditions in the prison in the Mojave Desert complex will endanger detainees as well as the inmates and staff who are already at risk. So this place is uh, called Federal Correctional Complex, Victorville. And the staff spoke to Huffington Post about um, <clears throat> their concerns. They allege that initial medical screenings of the detainees were rushed and that comprehensive checkups for all of the detainees will not be completed within the two-week period. That's standard procedure. They say so far that this has resulted in an outbreak of scabies and a case of chickenpox among the detainees, as well as the potential for more widespread infectious disease. So I wanted to talk about this, but not in a way where I'm like, we need better standards at our detention facility. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously. I think what we need is just better funding at the jails. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would like humane jails, please. Mm. Um, obviously, that's not possible. No detention facility can be humane. They should all be abolished. But this is horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's also like. I'm sort of like, this is the one thing Trump cares about. Mm, yeah. And you would think he would just, like, give them more money. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's the one thing, and he can't even do that. Well, right. because he just wants them disappeared. He doesn't care yeah. under what conditions it happens. Like, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. he can get away with sure. and the administration around him, that's what they'll do. Right. They're they're not like trying to clear some kind of high bar they've set for themselves with the standards of these facilities. Also, it just shows how fucking overwhelmed the whole system is where it's like, yeah, of course, where do we put these people now that they're being detained? Well, shit, I guess we'll put them in our already overcrowded prisons. Yeah, let I it mean, work it, you know, let God sort them out. Yeah, I mean, I if Trump has his way, I'm sure soon they won't even be going to jail. It'll just be like at the border they'll just send them back <laughs> right they they won't even process them or anything um oh i did have that up that's all right we don't have to talk about that um so speaking of that speaking of creating new horrifying facilities for the shit to go down inside um who is this a time magazine get it i think time magazine got access to Navy documents that show plans to erect austere detention camps. What? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the U.S. Navy is preparing plans to construct sprawling detention centers for tens of thousands of immigrants on remote bases in California, Alabama, oh, great. and Arizona, escalating the military's task in implementing President Trump's zero-tolerance policy for people caught crossing the southern border. Uh, the internal document drafted for the Navy Secretary's approval signals how the military is anticipating its role in Trump's immigration crackdown. The planning document indicates a potential growing military responsibility in an administration caught flat-footed and having to house waves of migrants awaiting civilian criminal proceedings. So remember when two minutes ago, um, past Allison was like, I mean, the entire system's overwhelmed. How are they going to deal yeah. with this? Uh, the military's going to help, Oh, guys. they just um, uh, expanded the system. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Now the military's involved. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I, like... Again, and I don't want to be that person who's like, why is no one talking about this when Time 
published a huge <laughs> article about it. Right. But don't you think that would be a bigger story? You would think so. That's a huge escalation if the the Navy's involved yeah. now and former bases are being used. I don't understand why the Navy's involved. <laughs> I think just because they had empty, like, underused oh, bases. Yeah, okay. And they're like, We're, we need big facilities. Where are big that makes facilities? Sense. That yeah. makes sense. I think. that's That would be my guess. I don't right. know if that's 100% true. Like, just it's just so in, like insane it's so it's just so hard to like you know f- fathom and deal with you know you got to tell your alabama peeps to go turn out uh yeah i will um <laughs> You're like i'll get right on that uh there was an ice facility not that far from where i'm from and we went up a couple times and and did small rallies outside of it mm-hmm um yeah it's just horrifying it's yeah hor- but it's also like you know uh like i don't know i just like i remember uh because alabama passed like a uh a couple of years ago i had passed like a, a really after arizona did there was sb10 like the yes the papers uh the girl champer yeah um big ups <laughs> uh Alabama had passed one right after that, and it was just like horrifying. Yeah, it was just, it was just. You I'm know. just gonna charge you to fix Alabama, mm. and I'm gonna charge Rachel to fix Arizona. Great, and I'm gonna release you both into the wild. Yeah, and let you sort it out. That sounds great, actually. Cool, 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 cool. So, also in bad news, I wanted to talk about <laughs> this lady. Uh, in San Francisco. Oh man! Who called what? the cops? On a little black girl selling water. Now she's claiming that she pretended to call the cops, but she didn't actually call the cops. Why would she pretend to call the cops? Well, Eric, hear her out. The little girl was being noisy. (laughs) So she marched outside with her little pinched, angry face, pretended to make a phone call, allegedly. And um, the girl's mom obviously believed her when she was like quote-unquote pretending i I don't think she was pretending but let's just say she for the sake of argument she was pretending to call the police so she like took video of her and was like what is happening um and you can hear the mom saying this woman don't want a little girl to sell some water she's calling the police on an eight-year-old girl like white women and i'm saying this is a white women woman and i'm talking to other white women when i say this we need to check other white women like yeah. when they do this shit, because obviously if black people are talking to them, they're racist. So they're just like yeah. not processing it. So if you see a white woman like this, who is completely out of bounds, be like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Are you stupid? You're calling the police on an eight year old girl. Yeah. That's what that could potentially get her killed. Yeah. Are you kidding? That's way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was just going to say, we should just kill everyone that in San Francisco that makes six figures. <laughs> <laughs> we should just murder them. New economic policy <laughs> yeah, from Eric Smith. <laughs> thank you for all. Thank you all for <laughs> gathering today. Um, announcing my new policy decision. It's just so it reminds you a lot of the story of like, as I mean, this story is 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 so bad. But it, it, when I saw that it was from San Francisco, it just like sent, like just my whole body tenses up whenever I hear stories about San Francisco because it's just like a symbol of everything bad. Yeah. With the world <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i remember there was a story a couple of years ago about these fucking idiots who work for um 
they worked for like Dropbox or something. Sounds right. And they they uh, you know they showed up at a public park mm-hmm. and were like, no, we rented the park <laughs> to play fucked. soccer. And there was like these kids and yeah. they were like kicking them out of the park so they could play. It's a public soccer park. And they're like, well, uh, so yeah, supposedly you can like sign up on the city's website. Is it like so public like, private? No, it's a public park, but supposedly you can like rent it for the day. Rent it, you know, for a couple hours. Uh-huh. But like, <laughs> they were like, they like had all these documents. Like, no, we rented it, and the, like these people were like, we're playing, like we're doing stuff here. The it's worst. Just, like, just, well, like, it's that sense of. Um, that sense of entitlement like so when this woman oh let me get her actual name um <laughs> so oh, her name Allison is not- Edel she also spells it wrong <gasps> so she she goes they were screaming about what they were selling it was literally non-stop it was every two seconds come and buy my water it was continuous and it wasn't a soft voice it was screaming I had been putting up with it f- uh, putting up with this for hours and I just snapped. Okay. You do a really good white woman voice. Thank you so much. So here's the thing. I live in New York City. You live in New York City. There is noisy shit happening all the time outside of my apartment. There are a lot of, there's a lot of construction going on. The other day there were two construction workers uh, directing traffic. Great. And they were having like a scream conversation <laughs> to each other for hours. <laughs> So what did I do? I put my fucking headphones in, Allison, and I listened to music, and I couldn't hear them anymore. Oh, that's better than what I do, which <laughs> is just I crumble internally <laughs> and have a mental breakdown. But, like, put on music. What are you yeah. doing? Like, put on noise-canceling headphones. You mm-hmm. can't hear a fucking thing. Yeah. If you don't have noise-canceling headphones, go buy them. You can afford it. You live in fucking San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Like, the reason she snapped is she saw black people outside her home, and she was like, no. Oh, did you... Uh, I don't know if this this uh, this story has it. Have you seen the follow-ups that uh, delve more into her personal life? <laughs> nope. Tell me. Uh, she has a uh, degree in urban planning, <laughs> and uh, she uh, either runs or works for a business selling uh, yes. CBD treats to dogs. And a bunch of people have dropped her company now like or her product they're not going to sell it anymore that's great also guys your fucking dog doesn't need cbd idiots are you sure <laughs> i'm very what positive. if i love my dog a lot <laughs> guys just feed your dog dog food i don't know but my dog's special my dog's like too special for dog food <laughs> this conversation is giving me ptsd <laughs> <laughs> um, from my I job i forgot this is actually your job <laughs> yeah, this is sorry my nightmare. safe space safe space <laughs> i'm an idiot and you're right uh, <laughs> like, uh, but when i saw that i thought somebody was making a joke like stereotyping this woman yeah <coughs> like what kind of woman would this be yeah yeah and then it was like no that's her real life uh, um so i love there's a bunch of memes making the rounds right now of like her on her phone and also the woman from the park yeah. mm-hmm. like the exact same look on their face <laughs> Just why are you so mad? Why and even you if so you mad? are mad, just, you know, in New York, when people get mad, they just scream a little bit and then they walk off. Like, why are you yeah. calling the cops on people? But yeah. White women using cops like their customer service, like customer service that could kill someone. Yeah. Basically, like I have a complaint to make. It's like the ultimate. Let me speak to your manager. Yes. Like the ultimate. Exactly. Like I've been slightly inconvenienced and I would like someone murdered. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Because you. 
white people have to understand when you call the cops on people of color, you are potentially having them executed. Like yeah. that's the reality we live in. Absolutely. So is it that big of an emergency? I'm not saying never call the cops. Is someone trying to break into your home? Yeah. Call the cops. There's real know? like life threatening emergencies. Absolutely. That you should call the cops for it, but a little girl being loud, people barbecuing in the park. These are not fucking emergencies. Also, uh, remember you live on a planet with eight billion other people, uh, and the world doesn't revolve around you. And uh sometimes there's gonna be things in the world that you don't enjoy. And yeah. that's okay. <clears throat> Just move on. Yeah, you have the right to be mad, you have the right to feel your feelings, all that shit. What you don't have the right to do is get somebody fucking killed because you're having a bad day. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just wondering when there's actually going to be like legal consequences for people using a, using 911 as like a tool to get someone executed. I mean, yeah, supposedly like there is that, but usually it you never don't, happens. I mean, usually you don't usually you don't face any sort of legal consequences until they show like a pattern of doing it. Right. Like constantly calling 911 to the cops. Well, that, remember there was that woman, um, it was Harvard, I think, who called the cops on another Harvard student who was asleep in the library. Oh, I think it was Yale. Yeah. Oh, Yale. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you wished you were in Harvard. <laughs> um, but not in the library. She was like asleep in there, like on their floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, the story, yeah. And the cop showed up and like, listen, you know I almost never say anything nice about cops. I was glad that they like chewed her out. They were like, yes. you don't call us for this. Yes. This is not an emergency. You have to stop doing this. Because she had also done it before. Yeah. Uh, but I was glad they were like, this is not why you call us. But that's another, yeah. That's a, and it's like another like, that story was just like, she saw a woman sleeping. Was she like, saw a black woman. She saw a black woman sleeping. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. This is not how uh, I... She's racist, and she was like... It didn't even compute to her that that could be a student. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or she knew she was a student, and she was just, like, pissed. Or she knew she was a student, and it was just like, this is not how I imagined Yale. Right? Like, <laughs> when I picture Yale, I picture a field of white people. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's just like... It's the same thing. It's just like, you don't... Yeah, you're not going to go through life with, every, like, everything bending to your whim and like everybody's going to be quiet when you want quiet you know what i mean it's just like mm -hmm. just deal with it just move on like put in headphones go about your day like yeah like people are yelling all the time yeah. have you met teenagers oh they my god they're so loud they're just screaming universally so loud <laughs> regardless so of loud. background race <laughs> just the loudest people in the fucking world yeah because they're actually like figuring out social bounds and they don't and they're also like well, in a very narcissistic phase. So sure. everything, the classic well, example that a professor of mine gave that I'll never forget is he was like, have you ever been in a mall and seen a group of teenagers and there's one teenager walking in front, walking backwards. Yeah. So everyone can look mm -hmm. at him. And I was like, that is such a specific thing teenagers do. All of them do it. All of them do it. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> because yeah, their brains are still like forming and they're figuring out like their identity. Well, I was going to say there's that. It's all of that mixed with uh, your body's revolting against you. <laughs> oh, and every day's terrible. So like I try to be nice to teenagers. No, no, I, yeah, I try to be nice to you, but it's just like, if you walk around like a metropolitan area enough, like there are just teenagers just screaming, just <laughs> openly screaming on the sidewalk. Yeah, and you just have to like deal with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like 
there are other people in this world and like you just have to like go through life and like deal with this yeah. like i wear headphones and i'm not like happy about it every day i sometimes see, I see teenagers and i roll my eyes and i'm like fuck why i almost got into a confrontation today did you with it some fucking dude and his girlfriend were like taking up the whole sidewalk on their leisurely stroll uh-huh. and i was like working right so i was like power walking and i came up behind them and they were taking up the entire sidewalk not into it so i didn't touch them at all did not it wasn't like a shoulder check or anything i just moved i just aggressively walked beside them sure like walked around them uh like in a a hurry and like i could hear them like behind me like offended (laughs) that i like walked too close to them (laughs) and like i it took Oh every God. fiber of my being to not turn around and like the get fuck? into an actual co- yeah. like actual fight. I mean, here's the thing about something like that though. You're never happy when you do get into the conflict. No, You're just kind of like shouldn't I, have said anything. I know I knew it would have been stupid if I was just like I'm you're taking up the whole sidewalk. Yeah. I mean, that is just such a faux pas. I mean, they should know better because they were probably New Yorkers. But please, if you ever visit New York City, do not walk shoulder to shoulder with five of your relatives oh and God. block the entire sidewalk because people will lose their minds. I mean, think about it if you're like, OK, this is perfect advice. Because if, if you're not from New York, then you're used to driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, imagine you're on the highway <laughs> and all of the lanes are taken up by cars in a row. Yeah. And you can't go around them. I am so sensitive to walking like that now that the other day uh, I was walking with Chloe and Rachel and we were trying to find a venue because we had a show and we were walking shoulder to shoulder and I realized what we were doing and I realized there were people behind us and I just shouted, we have to move. (laughs) Like I was so horrified that we were those people (laughs) and a woman behind us laughed (laughs) because she she knew I was like so horrified. Uh, But yeah. Um, Oh yeah. And just before we move on, I I just want to say my fellow white women, we, we got to call out other white women when we see this shit happening. I will say, it is heartening that we're hearing more of these stories because people are filming them. Well, I also am so happy because white women have done this for so long. Yeah. Gotten by on our imagined victimhood. Yeah. And like appealing to the worst racist qualities of white men, which is you have to save us from scary black people. Mm-hmm. And even like I, women who would probably call themselves progressive using it when it's convenient for them. Yeah. You know, suddenly being like, suddenly you're a damsel in distress. And it's like, bitch, you're not a damsel. Come on. You're <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. Suck it up. You're having a bad day. It's okay. You're in your feelings. That's all right. Yeah. Don't lash out at black people mm-hmm. because you're upset, you know? Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> the barbecue one was like a, a white woman. Who yeah. Like, stopped and was like what are you doing like, yeah like you- why why are you concerned why is this any of your business well that's yeah it's i hate that too and it's like the the faux concern where she was like oh it's gonna start a fire sure sure you're what worried you about ta- a fire yeah, yeah what are you talking no about? you're not yeah i mean I'm, I'm really glad that it's being called out and now that it's a theme that's exciting because the media loves a theme yeah so hopefully other problematic behavior like this will be called out i fucking hope so yeah and also uh talk to your fucking friends and if they're like should we call the cops be like are we actually in danger right now no No. don't call the cops (laughs) the cops are not customer service (laughs) you don't call them every time you're having a bad day yeah seems pretty simple guys anyways guys before you go out to the rest of your day here is your good news (laughs) 
I have some temporary good news about okay. uh, immigration. Okay. Not temporary. I mean, hopefully it won't be temporary, but um, there is a woman named Beata uh, Mariana de Jesus Meja Meja, who the Trump administration separated from her seven-year-old son, Darwin. Great name. Awesome name. Great name. And the happy news is that um, mother and child have been reunited. And if you haven't seen this clip of them being reunited, it is fucking heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Um, he is, he's so little. I mean, he's seven. He's sitting in the airport. And uh, I think it was Baltimore, Washington International Airport. Yeah. And his mother shows up. And she, like, immediately wraps him in a blanket. Mm -hmm. And he very, like, I think he's in shock at first when he sees her. And then she hugs him and he starts sobbing. And then she starts sobbing. Yeah. Uh, It's heartbreaking. And it's also, like, you can't help but think, like, I'm so happy they're reunited. I hope, I mean, I'm sure their ordeal is not anywhere near to being over. But no. at least they have each other again. But the the idea that there are thousands of kids like him yeah. who didn't get to see their mom like that. Yeah. I was just like, motherfucker. But I, w- I at least temporarily good news that they're reunited. Yeah, that's really great. I story. hope they don't have their reunion in a prison. That's right. a, a point I made on the show, I think the other week. But... The Republicans are trying to be crafty <laughs> with saying that Trump has repealed the zero tolerance policy and the, like reunited families. Right. And it, liberals have to be vigilant in saying it's not an adequate solution to reunite families in prison. When we say reunite families, we well, mean this is outside of prison. Yeah, this is something that really bugs me of, of like. I feel like a lot of times the Democrats don't have like a coherent vision of like what they want because it's like yeah we definitely don't have a united vision because there are some people who are like no one's saying we want to abolish borders yeah and so many we should on Um, the left are like no actually we are saying that but i mean it's like you know you know it's like i feel like there's a lot it's usually reactionary and it's usually like we hear about the bad thing about like the family separations and then everybody goes in on that and it's like, Mm. okay, he got rid of the family separation, except now they're just in jail together. Right. And it's like, is that what we want? No. (laughs) No. Like, yeah. So free Darwin. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like you, they have to not just be doing the, like the easy thing of like, uh, lobbying for ending family separation. It's like, no, tell them to get the, these people out of detention centers like you know come up with an actual plan mm. and 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 aggressively fight for it uh, as opposed to just like you know these these small outrages when these bad things happen because yeah like now they're just in jail together and that's right. not any better no. it's not any better at all no so also in good news um being transgender is not a mental illness According to the wealth, uh, the World Health Organization, um, interesting, the WHO no longer considers gender incongruence a condition experienced by some transgender people as a mental disorder. The United Nations Health Agency announced on Monday the condition, also known as gender dys- dysphoria, has been reclassified as a sexual health condition. Um, but that's 
a big deal. Did it? Uh, did it get removed from the DSM? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I saw a lot of transgender people on Twitter celebrating this because obviously, yeah, anytime a major organization like this is like, you know, obviously it shouldn't have taken this long, but it's a big deal that they're like, yeah, it's not a mental disorder. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know some people might think it's just like a a reclassification or something, but it is a big deal that these things get changed because like. I mean, I, you know, I listen to a lot of, like, conservative media and, like, there's a lot of times where they're, like, yeah, like, being trans is a mental illness. It says it in the DSM. It says it in the book. They rely on organizations and and publications like the DSM as, like, scientific evidence, even though they hate science. Exactly. They love whipping it out when it supports their own beliefs. Exactly, yeah. They're, like, look, all of these doctors agree. Right. So getting these things, you know, uh, taken out is is a really big deal, and it, it, it will... You know, uh, it's n- it's not the type of action that has like an immediate effect. No. Like, but it it does change the culture, and uh, it's it really it it will do a lot of really great work over the next you know, de- yeah, and several decades. Potentially and, and save years. lives. Like we saw this happen with um, like conversion camps. Yeah. Which unfortunately still exist, but there's been a lot of work done to reveal them as like the scams, like dangerous hoaxes that they are because, you know, poor people go to them and then they aren't magically fixed from being gay. Right. uh, And then they, you know, die by suicide. Sure. Um, So it's really dangerous because it's, it's teaching people that they can change things that they cannot change, that they're broken when they're not broken. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with them, but when you have a room full of people telling you you're bad and you're broken, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people um, like fall apart. Sure, of course. And the same thing when it comes to this, if people are telling you you're mentally ill and you're like, I don't think I'm mentally ill, but enough people tell you you are, yeah. that can warp you. Yeah, totally. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, do I have enough time for more good news? I think we do. Okay. Which one do I want to do? I'll do... Do you want to hear about a Republican who quit the Republican Party, or do you want to hear about um, minimum wage increases? Ooh, minimum wage increases. Okay, good. I was kind of hoping you would say that. I'm like, I don't know if I want to actually like praise this guy for being a collaborator as long as he's been. I don't take any of the. I don't really. I mean, it, it's a positive step, I guess. But I don't. Yeah. Anytime somebody writes, he's like, "Well, I've left the Republican Party." Like, it's like I don't slow give clap. a shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Good off. work, asshole. Why did it take this fucking long? Yeah. Um, where were you when the Republican Party was laying the groundwork for literally everything that just happened? Well, especially now, it's like, okay, so what was the difference when we when you guys elected Trump? Right. What the fuck was the difference? Like oh, now I'm mad I had it up in my browser <laughs> at all. Damn it. So something called Initiative 77 passed in Washington, D.C., where voters approved minimum wage increases for tipped workers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I heard is about a this. Very yeah. It's great. Big deal. It's really great. Tipped workers in D.C. are paid a base wage of $3.33 per hour. And tips are expected to push earnings to at least the district's minimum wage, which is currently $12.50 an hour. 
the employer is requi- required to make up the difference if the tipped worker doesn't earn at least the minimum wage. They almost never do Almost that. never do. They know. With yeah. the minimum wage scheduled to rise to $15 an hour by 2020, Initiative 77 intends to change the pay system so that tipped workers are paid the same as other workers by 2026. Great. Uh, yeah, it's... I wish it wasn't going to take that long, but I get it. Sometimes stuff like that takes a while to roll out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this this is really great. Um, I'm a big fan of this. I think like tipping is good, you know, like, but you shouldn't be relying on it to live. Well, and that's the like if you have really good service and it's like a little something extra spicy for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, and here's the thing is, like, I, I've known people in the past that have, like, you know, made really good money through tips. And they're like, sure. I, I make more than I would have with and a actually, base wage. And actually, I know people who prefer it because then it's, like, getting paid under the table and you don't have to file right, it exactly. for federal income. Yes. What, what? So, I, I, there's definitely that part of it. But it's, like, so many people have just fucking ruined tipping by, like, treat, like mm-hmm. just, like... People just either don't tip or they like get this weird power trip about tipping. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like, like, have you seen the people that like, uh, uh, it's not like a widespread thing, I think, but people do it where they like lay, they, they have like, they lay out the tip on the table at the beginning of the meal. Oh, I hate that. It is so. I hate it. It's like, I also like, have you ever read Yelp reviews where people are like, mm, she didn't smile enough. And I'm yeah. like, I don't need my waiter to fucking dance for me. Exactly. Just bring me the food. Don't be a total asshole. Yeah. Like these people who think it's part of like a Disney experience where like it's a show. and like It's so creepy to me. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I'm the same. Like it. It takes a lot to like make me have a bad experience at a restaurant. I like people have brought up the wrong food or like stuff that's like not vegan. I'm like, it's not. I, just fix it. I don't, I don't care. think I've ever not tipped someone to make like a statement. Do you know I what I mean? No, yeah, I've never done that. How much do you tip? I mean, a base of twenty percent. Me too. Part of the reason I do that is because the math is really easy. Yes. <laughs> just like yeah, for yeah, my yeah. own sake. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm more. I mean, also, I'm just like uh, not wealthy, so like, yeah. I'm more inclined to tip bigger percentages on l- smaller meals. Right. Sure. Um, and y- pretty much a, a lot of it depends on like how I'm doing in life at that moment. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I like, you know, if I've got money, like I'll tip more. I remember one time in high school, me and my uh friend kim every day went to fuck i'm forgetting the name of it it's a place that sells pie it's like a chain pie place and we would loiter in this fucking place for hours Mm -hmm. because just we were shitty teenagers and we always had the same waiter and his name was patrick yeah and he was lovely to us and he would let us sit there forever and never tell us to move out of his section yeah and then one day Kim and I were like, we should like tip him a lot, mm-hmm. just like a lot of money. And Kim was like, I have a $50 bill. And I was oh. like, you should leave it for him. And nice. she was like, I'm going to do it. And we, she left it. And we were driving out of the parking lot. And he ran out of the restaurant <laughs> and like stopped the car. And he was like, guys, thank you so Are you sure? And we were like, yeah, we are so shitty <laughs> every day. And you are so nice to us. And yeah. he was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I was like, you're awesome. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's just like, I mean, yeah, tipping can be great. It's like, you know, like I said, some of those workers make a lot of money through tips, but it's like the times they don't make a lot of money, um, you know, they get paychecks for like a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, at the end of a week. And it's just like, you know, uh, and then also like, oh, I think I didn't realize, I, I thought this was common knowledge, but I saw this thing going around on Twitter, like a lot of waiters are expected to pay out of their paychecks for dine and dashes yep 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 don't dine and dash um which like yeah if you dine and dash, like i'm very like i have no moral qualms for people about shoplifting Mm -hmm. like i don't do it that much but like i don't care if anybody else does it i'm not gonna cast judgment on anybody that shoplifts if you dine and dash you're a scumbag yeah if you go steal money or steal food from walmart Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, yeah, go steal food from Walmart. I'm not endorsing it, but I'm just saying it's different <laughs> than like um, stealing from a poor waiter or waitress. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I think it's great, and I think like um, there's like all these like fear campaigns around these like initiatives. They're like, oh, the restaurant industry is gonna go down. It's yeah. like if you can't afford to run a restaurant without paying your fucking waiters, then deal with it. Shouldn't it. be. A, and there, plus, there's a lot of restaurant owners who speak out against that. Who are like, it it totally is possible. Yeah. You don't have to be like a five star, hugely wealthy restaurant to do it. No. Um, but I've been encouraged like restaurant owners who are close to their staff um a lot of them have been like it's possible and we're doing it yeah which is great they need to be very outspoken because like people like you and me when we say shit like that a lot of restaurant owners are like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you don't run a business but a lot of business owners who do do that and who have done it and who have not only not gone under but are succeeding and thriving are like Oh, no, you guys are lying just because you want to pay your workers as little as possible. Yeah, of course. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you haven't done so already, follow Light Trees and News on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go to lighttreason.news. Hit that donate button. For as little as $5 a month, you can keep us going. You can uh, make sure that I can get quickly back online once I move, which is going to be <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do it as quickly as I can, guys. There might be a few days where I'm down. Uh, it's just as quickly as the cable company can <laughs> give me internet. Well, we all know how efficiently the cable company You know, runs. I'm just at the mercy of conglomerates <laughs> like everyone else. Please follow Eric on Twitter at Eric, spelled E-R-E-K, underscore Smith. If you had any thoughts about anything we talked about today, hashtag Light Trees and Pod. Um, you can also email the show. I never plug that. What? Yeah, Light Trees and News at Gmail. What? I know. Nettie. I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny for as little as uh, $1 a month. You can support my work over there. But if you sign up at the higher tiers, $5 a month, you get to send questions that will answer on Light Trees and News. $10 a month, you get to participate in the online hangout. It's so dope. One of my real friends was in the <laughs> chat the other week. I was really? like, Will? <laughs> and he was like, hello. Um, oh, that's so funny. That was very fun. Um, and yeah, guys, I love chatting with you guys. So if you could do that, do that. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>